Welcome into the I-80 Club, Monday night in the club. In the club. We on earlier this week because it is the Thanksgiving week. We know Wednesday is a big drinking night, so if you're joining us live, you're a patron. We appreciate you if you're listening before Thursday. Jack, should we drop this on Thursday for the non-patrons? If you're listening before Thanksgiving, I guess. Yeah. Even down to the game today on Black Friday for Nebraska and that Iowa. Kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. that'd be good. Uh, we'd love you to become a patron, patreon.com slash ID club for as low as $3 a month. Jack, we actually had someone join the $3 tier this week, and you get all your podcasts at a later date. Uh-oh, Jack's microphone is falling apart. Something's going on. At no, Jack's I'm just home. turning on my light. I just don't. Okay. Wow, Jesus, that is so bright. I wanted myself to look better. That is so bright. I wanted you uh, to get yeah, all the contours. Club. Look how much better that looks. Yeah, you look fine. It looks good. No, yeah, I did see. We got a new $3 subscriber. Yeah, I didn't think we were ever going to get any more subscribers. Yeah, yeah, we've been we've basically <laughs> been at the same for the entire football well, season. And mm-hmm. as Jack and I always talk yeah. about, like, we don't really pump too much on, on the socials these days. And who knows, without bad Twitter is and how it, like, everything is, I don't know. I don't know if we'd even be gaining a whole lot of people if we were really pushing stuff out over there. But, Jack, how are you, man? We're happy. We're happy. We're happy with the uh, status of the club. It's a good size. Everything's good. Yeah. So we're fine. Uh, I'm fine. You know, um, I I got a lot of blowback because I said on your show this morning, uh, or excuse me, this afternoon, afternoon that I'm I'm uh, I'm ready for football season to end, and I stick. Yeah, by that. I, I can't am ready. That people are pissed at you for that. I am I am ready for a break from the sadness yeah. of of football season, and there'll be one more chance for it to be sad or incredibly happy uh but if it's sad i will even more be ready for it to be over and to take a break from from all the sadness jack i've started thinking a lot lately about how um we are very close obviously into the the off season it would be really nice for them to make a bowl for all of the obvious reasons but uh, one thing that i keep thinking about is how it would affect my radio show and just talking about them in general and i know you feel the same way how it would affect us in the club it would just a darker, sadder, nine-month stretch again, and I don't really think... Oh, Hurts just threw a pick. Let's go! Um, <laughs> I don't think... Uh, yeah, I'm going to be watching... I'm going to be watching... Uh, keep me posted. Oh, my gosh, they turned it over? What? Oh, On the return? The, yeah, well, the Chiefs are saying he's down, but I turned back to look at you, and now the Chiefs are saying he was down, and I have no idea. But anyway, uh, feel it, feel free to keep me posted on this game because I'm not going to run it because I don't want to slow down my internet. So, all right, sounds good. They're saying it's first down, Chiefs. Um, so, but yeah, it's going to be like really depressing, and obviously, like we don't we don't want that, you know, like it. Uh, we we no. don't want to to cover uh you know a team. We don't want to talk about it. It just is so sad, and so I've been thinking it is about that a whole be, lot. Fe- Josh, it is going to be so damn sad if they lose to Iowa. Yes. I don't think we understand how sad it is going to be if they lose to Iowa. It was. It is. Ah, I know. I already went nuts on your show today, so I'm going to try. First of all, I'm not going to bang the table because on your show. Yes. You I always knock stuff loose. It's wild. I unconnected my Ethernet while I banged the table on your show. So I will be careful to keep my emotions in check. But it is if they lose this game, my level of frustration will be through the roof. Yeah. Because this season is like a macro version of every game. Yeah. Where in the clutch they've got to make one play. They've got to make one play to win it and begin the celebration 
and they can't make that play in the game to begin that celebration. And that's exactly what this season has turned into. You've got to win one game to begin the celebration, and you can't win that one game. And we can rationalize it all we want, all of the different reasons that this has happened, but the bottom line is it has happened for a decade to this fan base, and they deserve better, and I'm tired of it. So that's where I am right now. You know, like... This and and one of the things that I want to to talk about tonight is a couple of like things coming off of the game, um, and I guess we can just get into it now. So, Jack, one of the the things that I've been thinking about a ton over the last what three days, two three days, is the idea of program building versus in game management. Um, because I'm guessing that for the most part, everyone in here <clears throat> is, I would say, happy, and and maybe that's mild, but happy with the way in which rule has affected the program from the broadest sense possible, right? Like, I would say I am for what okay. it's worth. I would say I am. Okay. Yeah. I am too. I would so still, at the very least, I, I am there. Yeah. So at the very least you and I are there. So I, I feel really good about the future of things. I think that the, the, that they will be a tough out. I think that it's going to be a team that people don't like to play in future years. Like, I think that that is going to be the case. And so I'm weighing right now that and the in-game management the last two weeks which has been, I mean, puzzling, I think, is a, is the kindest way that I would describe it, whereas the, the way that I would truly say it is infuriating. I've been really upset with some of the things that have happened um, over the last two weeks on the field. And so I'm weighing those things, and, I, and I, I'm trying not to let, like, the in-game management, like, overtake my broadest view possible. But it's, it's very real. And the comparison that I, that I made on, on my show today, Jack, and I was going to save it for us, but then John and I kind of went down this path was like, I really like how Mike McCarthy has put the Cowboys franchise together in his short time. He's been the head coach for almost four seasons. I really like how the Cowboys are in terms of their toughness, um, how they approach games. They very rarely lose two games in a row. I'm a huge fan of that. But sometimes in the game, he does some really stupid shit. You know, he's Mike McCarthy. That's how that's how he operates. And so, um, you know, I, I would love to see Nebraska develop the same type of success that Dallas has. Dallas is a really good team. You know, like, are they going to win the Super Bowl? Probably not. Are they going to make the playoffs? Yeah. And like, at the very least, like, at least I have a team that I root for that's consistently good. And so I've just I've really been wondering about that. I've been weighing that on the on my mind over the last 48 hours. Interesting. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I've never seen that sort of dichotomy where, where it like you're good on the large scale, but not good on the small scale, which is I think kind of what you're saying here. Yeah, uh, or or can have problems on the small scale. No, the small scale stuff does not make me concerned about the large scale stuff. It doesn't. I mean, yeah, it it, re- it really doesn't. I mean, my my bigger concern continues to be like if they don't get out of the hole. After this game, if they have another experience in this game, each time it's going to be harder to get out of. And you're going to yeah. start burying bad coaches in the wake of the pressure of finally getting over this hump. It is real. I know there are people 100%. who don't want, there are people who don't want to act like it's real, Josh, and be like, oh, it's a new coach, it's a new situation. No, if if you can't admit it's real now. After all these years, whatever, I don't know, you curse, maybe that word isn't right, whatever it is, but the the issue with Nebraska in pressure situations late in games that has been over the course of 10 years, if you can't admit that's a real thing, I don't know what more evidence you well, need. 
and Jack, like I, I, because like that's kind of been John's point is like you know I never viewed this as a bull season, so I'm not going to let this get me down. And I, I'm like, I get it. Like I, I appreciate his approach, and I, I think it's been a good one because he's he is trying not to overreact to things in the moment. Um, but at the same time, I guess I would throw this at you: like they are still humans. <laughs> we are all human beings, and we can we can say all we want. We can say all we want. Like, oh man, if, if I keep putting in the work, if I keep putting in the work, eventually I'm going to get there. You know, if I approached running and I was like, I'm going to keep putting in the work, but on like race day, stuff just kept going wrong. Or, or at, at a certain point, I'd be like, okay, is it worth? Is like this worth it? Is all of this effort worth it? It's so easy for me to be like, I love running. Yeah, because I've gotten really good. You know, I have goals and I keep chasing them and I keep catching them. It makes it a whole lot easier for me to show up, you know, day to day and, and want to go out for a run when I know that the results are going to be there for me. And at a certain point, like they're five and three, you know, they're five and three and they were, you know, a win away. And, and I think like, you know, it's funny. I thought that they moved on pretty well from the Michigan State loss. Like that was the one where everyone was, you know, kissing their asses all week and propping them up. It's the last two or the, the those are the ones where. I guess I always start worrying just about how does this affect the players when we leave the game and we question the coaches. It was one thing when it was, you know, Heinrich Harburg turning the ball over a billion times, even though they did turn it over five times versus Maryland and four going into that last drive. But, you know, when, when, the, when the coaches have to come out like Matt Rule, hey, guys, that's on me. Or when, when there has to be a debate, again, second straight week in a row of how they handled it. Like, yes, they, they know about that stuff. Yes. It's like they're idiots. You know, they're smart. Josh, I know everybody's pointing to, uh, you know, there's injury. And, and and listen, I've been, I have been a defender of the program. I'm generally criticized for being too positive about the program, but you know, the, and they've, they've had injuries. The, the, there's, there's been all of these issues that they've had to go, go through, but when they lose games that they could win and they should win by not making a play in the clutch. Yeah. That's what that's what bothers me. That's what bothers me more than anything. The Colorado game doesn't bother me. The Michigan game doesn't bother me. Yeah, it's the last but two. It's the last two. It's the Minnesota game that bothers me. And every damn time they've had the chance in that situation, they haven't been able to make the play. Yeah. And it's again, it just it it feels like it is still a completely real thing, and I don't think they handled any of those situations with poise. I don't think they handled, and, and I'm talking about all kinds of, it's not just the play calling, it's not just the game management, it's the way the defense played, it's the way the offense played, it's the way the special teams played in all of those situations, Josh. Yeah, I mean, 100%. When have the defense's worst moments come this entire year? I think we talked about this on your show. In the clutch. It, it's the Minnesota drive, it's the Maryland drive, and it's overtime against Wisconsin, right? Yep. And you, it's funny, Jack, you think about that, like, I, I, I guess I'll hear an argument if, if someone wants to say the Northwestern game for what I'm about to say. But for the most part, the defense was balling out the hardest, and, and like they'd never let up against Illinois and Maryland, and or excuse me, Illinois and Purdue. And in those games... The, it was often a two-score, three-score game. You know, like we we gave them their flowers, and rightfully so for Illinois. I'm not I'm not here to say like we shouldn't have done that. The no. offense kept putting them in in bad spots, but it was also twenty to seven essentially the entire time. Yeah, you they know? always had that cushion. You never got yeah. you never Purdue. freaked out. Purdue cushion the whole time. Now never Northwestern, and that's out. why I said if you want to bring up Northwestern, that's totally good. But that game, it always felt like they were stiff arming them to a degree. 
a degree, but I'll hear an argument for it otherwise. But you look at the the Minnesota game, and it's uh, I don't even think he's in here tonight, which is a bummer. But you know, Josh, who subscribes to the IED Club, he he was one of the the only people early on that was like, hey, like we need to chill out on the defense. And then even he going into the Maryland game was like, or the Michigan State game, I think he was like, uncle, you know, like I was way wrong, but. He's right in that they have faltered at just the worst times three times this year. And and so, like, I again, this is – I am going to give, give them their flowers, like, props. What it reminds me of, Jack, is, like, a really good player, really good player, and in, like, the basketball. But then they, like, fail in the clutch, and we're like, yeah, he's good, and he's awesome. But, you know, like how we talked about LeBron until he won his first title, um, you know, and – and oh, shit, Mahomes just threw a pick in the end zone. Um <laughs> But you know, like how we talk about those types of players, like I, it's almost like the defense is a collective version of that. It's almost like a defense is a collective version of that, which sucks. The, the every every unit is a collective version of what happens in the games, which is a collective version of what's happening in this season. It's, I mean, it's just it is this need for one play or one game to step up. Yeah, in that moment. There has been an inability to do that for years. For yeah. years. Yeah, Brandon says it's, helps to have an edge pass rusher to close out games. Yeah, the, how many how many almost sacks did they have, Jack? How many almost sacks did they have on Saturday night? Unbelievable. Yeah. Starting early in the game, they got their hands on him. Yeah. And you know, they could I mean Javin Wright had him absolutely murdered on one play. And I can't yeah. believe it. He got away. I mean and then, again, this defense that's been so damn good all year, Maryland runs, I guess they slant the wrong way, and Maryland has a halfback run. That's their biggest run of the game against them, and Tunga Vailoa then has a scramble. That's the second best run of the game, right? And mm-hmm. then against against Wisconsin, they get him to third and long, and Mordecai, Again, breaks another sack. They go for it on fourth down. They stopped them on fourth down repeatedly during that game, but in overtime they don't. I mean, yeah, exactly. And and going back to the kind of like crazy the big picture of it all. I think Brendan really describes it well. He says, "I'm concerned that the offense will be so bad the first two years, it'll make it harder for them to make the jump in year three that people expect." And then he's basically where Callahan was. No margin for error in a bad season tips it over the edge. Their offense. Will be so bad, it'll be hard to recruit. Think he's going to have to make staff changes after year two. He risks being Callahan. That's my hot take. And like, that's probably a bit hot, right? Like, it's it's not even through year one. There's one game left, and and who knows what could happen. But you know, like the the idea of be being behind the eight ball is what has always done in the non Nebraska guys, the Callahan, the Riley, and 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 now Rule. And like, I think people really like Rule. Which is like, I think the worst part is he's kind of done everything you would want. Again, and this goes back to the whole program building thing. I think he's building very well. Uh, sometimes I do worry that, and this is another thing I want to talk about at some point, but I, I do worry that he thinks way too much about what everyone thinks. Um, I now think it's it's a net negative, um, whereas for the while I thought it was a net positive. Um, but like the offense is so bad this year that there is like no building block. Like next year they're going to have to start over. They will have a new quarterback. They will not have a year two starter, um, and they will go from there. And and obviously, uh, Satterfield is going to be back too. So it's just it's it's weird that I I think that broad broadly that they're doing stuff mostly the right way, and I think that they're going in a good direction. But I don't really know if, if I'm going to leave this season with a ton of warm and fuzzies if they end up losing to Iowa on Saturday. Yeah, no, because you you still haven't you still haven't come out 
with any evidence that when it matters in crunch time in a big game, which they'll encounter next year, that that they can make the play when they need to. And until mm-hmm. they do that, you can you can people can act like I'm being some sort of crazy conspiracy theorist or whatever, but until they do that, I don't believe they can. I don't believe they can in any situation if it calls for defense or offense or game management. I don't believe they can because they haven't. And if they prove me wrong and they do it against Iowa, which I'm sure will be a close game, that's the first step. That's the first step. And it's huge. It's huge. This game is gigantic, Josh. It's It's gigantic. I can't even, you can't overstate how big it is for that reason, for the practices, for the bowl game, for all of those things, for the mental state of the program. It's massive. Yeah. And they've got to get themselves. They got to get, and they've, I just was going to say, and they've just, they've got to get themselves in, in a place where they're comfortable with the gravity of the whole thing. Yeah. Pasadena Ball says one thing that we haven't really talked about lately is player development. One of rules, best attributes, and it will be at least two or three years until we see the fruits of labor. One thing to be optimistic about. Yeah. I a hundred percent like, you know, we, we can, we can get frustrated in the moment, but like one of the huge, huge, huge silver linings of this year is that, all of these young guys have had to play, you know, and like, I don't think any of the receivers were ready. And yep. I think that they have done a solid enough job. I would give them yes. I mean, passing grade, failing grade. I wouldn't give them a failing. I don't know if I'd give them a passing, but they've been serviceable enough. I would. Um, yeah. Like I loved L- how Lloyd, Rule, Lloyd and Malachi. Absolutely. Yeah. I loved what rule said today about like how these guys he named, I don't remember if it was two or three players. He was like, they were on scout team for the game, whatever, a few weeks ago. And here they are in the fourth quarter on a drive, you know, or maybe it was the touchdown pass in the, in the first quarter, whatever it was. It's like, these guys were, you know, not supposed to be doing this and, and they've, they've had to. And so like, that's, that's a, that's a real big positive. And I'll be honest, man. Like, I think even if they lose Tony white, like I am not going to be all woe is me about the, the, that side of the ball. And, and part of it is what he said today. Like we always, I always have good defenses. Yeah. My, my offenses are middle of the pack, but my defenses are always really it's good. It's true. It's that true. When funny. rule came here, that's what people on the national scene said, yeah. you know, he's going to have a good defense. Yeah. You know, They've he's already, got it. Jack, do you remember that, that thing he talked about at some point where like, I want my team to have, it was like 30 or 40 sacks. I can't remember which number it was, but he said he wanted his no. teams to have that many sacks because it, it meant, you know, X number of wins. And they have turned into a sack machine in year one, which is just mind blowing, you know, yeah. for this team. It's, mind blowing. It's, it, I mean, it's unbelievably frustrating because the season, in some ways, has gone so much better than you can ever expect it. And here you mm-hmm. are with the same things happening. Yeah. With the same things happening. And yeah. you got one more chance to reverse it until you have to think about it for an entire damn off season. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But to your point, you're exactly right. You're you you're exactly right. Player development, the way the defense has come along. I mean, I don't have a ton of big picture critiques at all. Like I don't. That's the insane thing. I don't have big picture critiques other than number one, the quarterback position wasn't taken care of that like it should have been in the off yeah. season. Yeah. That's it. That's it. It's funny. It's like for the most part, I'm super pumped with everything. But the 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 red flags are just like you know, huge. They're like one of those truck stop flags that you'll see. You know that American flag on 84th Street uh, when you get off on, you know yeah. that one that I'm talking about? Yeah. The, the red yeah. flags for this program right now are that. 
But everything else is like really, really good. There's like two red flags, but they're that size. And it's yeah. like, oh shit. So which quarterback yeah. and inability to yeah. Quarterback and, and inability management. to to win win games, however you have to do it. Yeah. Inabil- sure. Inability to win games when the pressure is on. Yeah. Um Bigger Osco, gotta find a quarterback. One hundred percent. Not only one, you gotta find two. You got I mean, let's make that clear right now. You've got to find two competent quarterbacks, not just one. Yeah. And if if Chubba Purdy is number two, that's fine. And maybe he is, but you have got to find more than one. Which is what I said last year at this time, or not this time, but shortly thereafter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um it would be well. interesting to see like how we feel about things if you know if Chuba is gonna end up being the you know like the main backup next year. Like is that is that something that gives us warm and fuzzies, or is it just, you know, okay, you know, at least at least we've seen him play football. the Iowa game will probably tell us a whole lot yeah, about that. I gotta you know? see him one more game. But yeah. I mean I, Josh yeah, one of the things like oh sorry, keep you go. No, I'm, I'm well, we were probably gonna talk about this anyway, so I don't mean to take us off topic. You can bring it back if you want to, but he was I, I could not believe how good he was. Yeah, you said what I, oh, I was going to bring up a little different. It was, I can't wait to dig in and find out how hurt he was, you know? Because that's, I, that, you want to talk about an offseason thing that I'm going to try to find out about from my people is, okay, so tell me how hurt he really was. Because I thought he was actually hurt. Is that true? Is he just a gamer? Did he ball out? Is he actually faster than he showed? When, right. Was he, when was he, was he, when was he healthy to play like this? Was he, was he healthy to play like this last week? Um, could he have started against Maryland or come in as the second guy against Maryland? Like, I wonder that. Yeah. How long was it? Do, when did you find out he didn't have a risk of re-injury? What's the deal with him or, and or his parents not wanting him to play? I don't know the answer to any of those, but all of that, I couldn't. Josh, those first two drives, I was standing with my mouth agape. We were laughing had, at the party I was at. We were audibly laughing. I could not believe it in my wildest dreams. Number one, he looked two times faster than I thought he was. Way faster. <laughs> what Way in faster. the hell? That touchdown run, he turned on the damn Jets. Yeah, he was And flying. this dude is injured? Yeah, totally, totally unexpected. Um, you know, compared to what I thought versus what he was able to deliver. Totally unexpected. And number two, he made obviously the Lloyd t- and then the Lloyd touchdown. You're like, shit, all we, this is going to be a party tonight. Again, yeah, you think, I know how many times you thought it's going to be a party and it's not a party. Yeah. But even beyond that, when he did throw the ball, Josh, it looked like a it looked college, normal. It looked like a college football offense passing yeah. the ball normally. Yeah. So many times. And it didn't always work. It wasn't perfect. They had their issues. But you didn't, at at some point, you were like, okay, this guy looks, when I turn on a college football game, a power five team, he looks like a quarterback throwing the ball. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. And so it's going to be really fun to dig into, you know, why why he was there. Now, I still know, I still, and I know this partly because I've I've listened to Mike Schaefer talk about it too. And I think Schaefer is very plugged in. is that like, I think people inside the program didn't really buy into this. You know, I had one person tell me that he would play well in practice, but they just thought he was more of a practice I know. guy than a, than a gamer guy. Schaefer um, discouraged me about him the whole week. Yeah. I almost, and I almost texted him after that second drive and been like, well, looks like you don't know what the hell you're talking about. Mike. Yeah, and he, 
he talked about so he ended up having to record his Sunday side sessions today and he talked about it, how he was way wrong. He talked about it with Happer and how like last week, I think, Happer brought him up um and and Schaefer like cut him off. This was like in person. And Schaefer essentially cut him off. I was like, no, don't do it. Dude. Yeah. He did that to me on, on the, the Sunday, Sunday. He did that to me on the Sunday side session and on my own show. Yeah, exactly. Every time I was like, we would get into the conversation everyone's having, who do you want to start the game? And I'm like, Chuba. Obviously, Chuba. Yeah. And he would just like tear into me about whatever it was that he had heard, which obviously was not, you know, whatever. Maybe he's a gamer. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what it is. But but still it was ridiculous. It was it was ridiculous. I was I was in shock. After those two possessions and then Nebraska getting the stop after that second touchdown, Josh, I thought we were partying all night long. Yeah, and then they have the next drive and they're going right down the field and it's funny, you know, given everything that happened at the end of the game, we John and I didn't talk for a single second about the decision to go for it on fourth down, but I know that was like quite the topic on Twitter. I feel like Stumanji and I had my first ever argument on Twitter about Nebraska and if they did the right thing there. Um, oh, I was but, fine and, with them going for that. Yeah, me too. But they, yeah. they get to that moment and it's like, oh my gosh, they might be able to put this game like out of hand. Like they might be able to, and like, obviously who knows, but if they go up three touchdowns. You, that you early, thought Wisconsin like, oh, because they were in such a fragile mental state, Josh, they were on the tipping point at that yeah. point. Like, honestly, when they were down 14-0, I thought they were done. I thought the game yeah. was done. I really, I mean, I overestimated how mentally fragile that team was. I'll say it. I, I overestimated. I thought they were done when it was 14 to zero because I've seen Nebraska games where if they got down like that, it would be done. So, yeah. yeah. Duh. God, yeah, that'll be interesting. God. It'll be interesting to find out, it's, you know, as, as all of us try to ask around inside the program, because I think I'll be honest. I think a lot of people were caught off guard. It wasn't just Shafe. It wasn't just me. It wasn't just you. I think it was a lot of people um, where uh, just uh, that doesn't really happen, you know, but I guess we'll find out how much of that is real, too, and how much of it's fake. Now, Josh says I wasn't caught off guard that, you know, that's all. That's awesome. Props to you, you know, because I think uh, some for some, you know, I know I'll speak for some. When I say it just seemed like it was, I don't want to see Sims anymore. And I don't want to see Harburg anymore. And like, you know, screw it, put out, put out Chubba. I think that would probably describe you at, at a certain point, right? Jack, really like, screw it. My position I would rather was see him out there. My position is we don't know he sucks yet. Yes, <laughs> we exactly. don't know he sucks yet this year. We don't know he's a turnover. He might be, but we don't know it. And that makes him the best option. That's yeah. where I was. Yeah. And he looked yeah. good enough in that very limited spot in a tough position against Maryland. So yeah, that's, that's where I was, but uh, can I, can I ask you the other topic that I had written down for tonight, please? Um, what do you think about the way that Matt rule answered that question on Saturday, essentially saying like you guys, you know, I caught criticism for how we handled the end of the game last week. What do you think about that? And I know I alluded to this a little bit earlier, but him, him, for for lack of a better phrase, being so online, you know, you know how we'll jokingly say to someone, just you just need to log off. You need to sign off the internet and take a break. He seems, to use that expression, like too online with Nebraska football. Um, I just found that answer. It was one of the first times when he acknowledged discourse surrounding the program where I was like, ugh, I didn't really like it that time. I liked, I've liked it all the other times because I think it's really cool. But th th that was the one because it, 
and I, I can't imagine that they were actually calling plays like this, Jack, but it was almost like they were calling plays in response to the discourse, which again, I don't think he was doing, but oh, I just didn't like it. The first thing I tweeted after it happened, I said, and I think you retweeted it. I said, it felt like an overreaction to last week. Yeah. Um, is, is what it did. And he kind of said, he kind of said that right at some point, like I get it. There are reasons to be tuned in to the, to the fan base and all of those things, but <laughs> making decisions Making decision. If you thought you were right, if you thought you were right, I didn't think you were right on Saturday against Maryland. But if you thought you were right, okay, fair enough. But don't don't make the decision now based on what I said a week yeah. ago. Yeah. Make it based on what you think is right at yeah. that point. I mean, come on. Yeah. Don't, don't don't try and overcompensate and try and you know uh, you know test the wins. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of what you should do, this isn't crowdsourcing. No, absolutely not. So, Jack, wasn't it wild that like when we discussed this stuff last week, one of the scenarios that we laid out was like it's not like they were trailing by three points. You know, it was that it was a tie game. Like we, yeah, yeah. that was because someone called in today and and they were being very kind about it. It wasn't like a jerk reaction, but it was okay. So, what is the difference? Because last week you were frustrated by them being too aggressive in this week, you were frustrated by them being too conservative. And I'm happy to answer that question. And I know that you and I agree on it. It's like last week, it was a tie game this week. They were trailing, you know, um, the other night it was that they just, they didn't maximize the number of plays. It's not so much that they ran versus through, you know, it was all of those things. Um, So it's just, uh, it was just one of those few misspeaks and jab says, it does feel like rule is visibly frustrated by some of the pressure here. Yeah, everybody thinks they've got it mastered, and then yeah. it happens, and they don't. Yeah. Everybody thinks they can deal with it. Yeah, and I want to really see did. somebody I mean, who last can. Week was the first coaching decision, not personnel based, right? Not starting quarterback or not. Like that was the first in-game moment that he really caught flack for. If if I'm remembering this season right, I can't remember another yeah. one. I mean, I guess Anthony Grant playing, but again, not By the personnel way, based. Like, and I get it. I I probably would respond the way that he did too if I was being critiqued and then all of a sudden it felt like the critique was being inconsistent, which I don't think it is necessarily, but I'm not surprised. Like, I get it why you respond that way, but I don't think that's a healthy way. I don't think that's a healthy way to deal with that those decisions and have that in yeah. the back of your head. That's Big Red a little- Roscoe says, I've never gotten the impression he's frustrated with the pressure. I will agree. I don't think he's frustrated by it. I think he is. I, don't, I, I mean, he frustrated isn't the word. Yeah. He acknowledges the stuff though, which is, you know, it's super, easy. I don't know. I saw the pressure in the way that they played the game last two in the way the game was coached. Yeah. La- th- this last week, especially I think, I mean, I don't think they excelled. I don't think it was about executing a strategy that was wrong. I think it was, I think it was the moment was pretty big. And I think it was more difficult than they thought it would be at that point. I don't think they knew what they wanted to do when it was second and three and the clock yeah. was running, in my opinion. Yeah. I think the fan reaction had a thing to do with their decision-making. For the record, I agree. I don't think he was out there thinking about it, but it just is, you know, I think that, that his, I think he brought it up as, as, I mean, I think we've all done this in an argument maybe with a significant other or something where you like bring up like, oh, but I thought you were mad at me for this. And now you're going to be mad at me for this. And so I think that that was his version maybe of lashing out. 
Um, but I, I obviously, I don't think he called plays thinking about last week. It was just, I think that was his response in the moment because, you know, I mean, you know, as the game, as the game unfolds, it's like, well, this is going to be the thing now. Again, we didn't bring up the fourth down decision on our show today because it, it became so, it seemed like so non-consequential in the, in the entire matchup. I don't know. I mean, I think they, I think, I don't, I don't necessarily agree with everybody who was like, who everybody says that it wasn't. Oh, I think they overcompensated for the week before. I definitely think that they overcompensated. I would agree with that. How about, the, how about o- when o- Chubba o- threw the pass, the final throw of the game? How, he essentially like threw it out of the end zone. I mean, it darn near went into the stand, you know, by that point in time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I didn't think they handled the, the pressure of the moment. Well, either week, I don't think that it, and, and that just goes along with what I've said from, from the beginning that whether it's the play calling, the game management, the offense, the defense, the special teams, when you've got to make one thing go right, we have not been able to do that. And that's what it was. That's what it was. So Hmm. I don't know. I mean, and once you get into overtime, once you get into those positions, whether or not there's a whole lot of crossover, I don't know. If it's about the players being there that were there a few years ago or anything, but this, or maybe it's because it's happened twice this year already, but you start to get to the point. I mean, Roscoe says Wisconsin expected to win in overtime. Nebraska looked like it expected to lose. Same story. I mean, Maryland got the ball last, the, the Saturday before last, and I expected them to go down the field, and they did. Yeah. I expected him to run the clock down to a field goal, and they did exactly that. Yeah. In that overtime, moment, in that exact overtime moment, happened, after, yeah. and I expected Wisconsin to score and Nebraska not to, and it's exactly what happened. It's yeah. a it's a complete self fulfilling prophecy at this point every single time. But you can feel it as a fan, yeah, right. You can feel it, Josh. Were you? Did you have any confidence going into overtime? Hell no, absolutely not. Hell no, right? But it's a new. It's a new team. It's not Scott Frost. Why didn't you have? Why not? You know why? Honestly, it's not even the last decade. It was more they fucked up the end of regulation so poorly that I was like, they 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 don't deserve to win with the way that they, they, they attacked or lack thereof. The football gods are not going to reward them. And did sure you, enough, did you think after Nebraska uh, threw the interception against Maryland that the defense was going to make a stop? Uh, honestly, I don't know. I mean, there definitely was a certain point on that drive where I realized like this is over. Um, I don't remember the exact <laughs> moment, but you know, I, I don't think it was like super duper pass interference. It was the pass interference. Yes, it was that it was that, uh, there was Which... a comment that I wanted to read real fast. Where is it at? Oh, Bigelow. My least favorite thing online during these games has become people shouting from the rooftops. That's Alfano's range. Kick it. Uh, and he adds from literally anywhere. Yeah. I have like, I, I like Tristan. I hope that he, you know, develops into the kicker that we, you know, think he can, but man, like, I, I don't think it's a guarantee. Um, that the first, you know, and it's funny. Another thing we've not talked about tonight, the, the first half end of game or end of half management was also, oh my gosh. they still got a chance. And that, that field goal. I mean, it just, oh. I've seen worse field goals, but it just didn't look like it looked horrible. What even happened? Yeah. It just was not, it was not good, man. Was good. That was rough. It went straight right, and it was like if you set a goalpost next to the goalpost that was on the field, I still don't know if it would have been good given how right yeah. that that thing went. And yeah. the time management was weird on that too. 
I don't know. Why does everybody associated with this program feels like they're always panicking in clutch winning time, Josh? Yeah. Everyone is. Yeah. Did you for, hear? Did for you the hear love Schaefer of God, on? I want someone with a low blood pressure who's confident coaching, playing, offense, defense, anything in one of these games thinking, all right, we're going to win. Everybody does it, including me as a fan. I can't even blame them. I do yeah. it too. I'm freaking out. Did you? Somebody's got to go over. The, somebody's got to break the chain. Yeah. I, I, pardon me if I brought this up with your interview today, because as always, you and I talk so much, and then we, you know, so I just talk a lot. But uh, Shafe was on with Happer, and I loved what Happer brought up when he said, like, when they get to overtime, it just seems like it's so sped up. It just never seems like they can slow down. You know, it's just. It's funny, like I, I spend all day Saturday and then I spend all day Sunday and I watch these games and obviously the ones on Sunday, like for the most part, you're going to, you're going to be getting to watch some really great quarterbacks and stuff. And so they get in those moments and it never really, you know, they're just so competent, but I see that on Saturdays. I see it on, I see it on Saturday, <laughs> Adam, we're like Tommy boy strangling a sale. Yeah. I have my pretty little pet. Dude, that's, you that know? was what I was going for. When I slammed the thing was that exact Adam <laughs> kudos. That was what I was channeling on 1620 today. Jojo, the idiot circus boy, my pretty little pet, my pretty little pet. The and game. That's what happens. The game. You've got it. You love yeah, it. Yeah. You love like, it. You caressed it. I don't know if you ended up seeing the very end of the, the Washington, um, the Washington, Oregon state game, but they get down. It's third and something third and three, third and four, the very end of the game. And, uh, they, they just, they, they're trying to run out the clock and what do they do? They have Penix drop back. They throw it to their best receiver. And it's like, damn in the driving rain. Now he's a, he's going to be in the NFL someday. So it's like, maybe I'm, I'm being too harsh, but it's just like, that's, that's what you want to see. And just Nebraska yeah, hasn't but, had those types of dudes. But I mean, you can, you can say Nebraska doesn't have that on offense, but that's what their defense should be doing. When yeah. Wisconsin has the ball third and long or fourth and one in overtime. Right, that's when Nash Hutmaker and Ty Robinson should be having their, their, their plays, and the yeah. the future NFL guys on Nebraska's defense, and they didn't, they didn't, and so I don't know. Like I, I hate to be dark, but if it gets if if this situation happens in Iowa, which it almost assuredly will, where it's a close game in the fourth quarter, I have zero faith whatsoever. And it's not an indictment on the coaching staff or the players because it's been a whole bunch of different ones for 10 years. And I'm not saying yeah. fire anybody or change anything, but I've got no, I've got zero faith whatsoever. Like at how this much, point. Jack, how, how many points would they need to be up by Friday for you to be like, <laughs> okay, I'm going to breathe. <laughs> I can finally breathe in this moment in time. Well, like, I mean, as, points? Uh, just, I mean, just two possessions late in the yeah. game. As long, I mean, that's honestly, that's what Purdue was. That's what Illinois was, Josh. That's why those games were different. I never felt worried in those games because yeah. it was not one play. It was not one moment ever. Purdue and Illinois, and I guess Northwestern was technically a one possession game, but I don't know. It didn't feel that way to some degree, right? Because that was an eight point win. 17 to nine Northwestern. Yeah. Yeah, that was but, 17 to nine. I was never worried in against Purdue or Illinois because there wasn't that one super pressure 
filled point where you're either tied or behind, especially, yeah. right? Once they're ahead, it feels completely different. It feels completely different. So, I mean, to answer your question, if they're ahead uh, late in the game, especially multiple multiple possessions, I'll feel fine. I mean, I don't like, know if they'll get there. Two years ago, it was 21 to 6. And that that was when the snowball happened. Nebraska lost twenty eight to twenty one, and it was at one point twenty one to six. Which game was that? The Iowa game. They were up twenty one to six. They were up twenty one. And if you if people remember the the weirdest like that's the weirdest comeback I've ever been in person for because it the the way in which it like they got to so twenty eight was it wasn't normal. It was it was like twenty one to nine. And then, you know, it was like 21 to 15 or something. Like it just, it took like four or five drives just to take the lead because they kept chipping it away. But as yeah, soon as the punt was blocked, comeback. but as soon as the punt was blocked, you well, then it, it was over. The game was totally toast at that point in time. And sure enough, it was. So yeah, that's, I'm, I'm probably with you. I mean, obviously if they get to the second half and they're somehow up by like 16 points, well, 17 would be better because then you're really up by three scores. If they I'm confident. Scores. I'm confident in the defense if it's not just one stop. Yeah. Right. If it's just like playing solidly throughout a quarter, I'm yeah. confident in the defense, especially against Iowa's shitty offense. I mean. Yeah. But, but, but that's not how it's gonna. I mean, nobody. That's not how it's gonna go. I mean, it's just not. You yeah. know how it's gonna go, right? No, it's gonna I be mean, stressful. It's gonna be low. You know like, how it's gonna go. It'll be, low score, it'll be one score game. Iowa's gonna have the ball, needing a field goal to win the game. Ty, you, think you, so? can, you can guarantee it. There's no chance Iowa's not gonna have the ball with a field goal to win the game at the end of this game. There's no chance. Although their kicker missed an extra point against Illinois, mm, that excited me. That excited me, but. I don't know. I hope I'm wrong. I hope, I mean, I, like, honestly, and it's not even that I don't think Nebraska could, Nebraska could get multiple possessions. Like, that's how you win this game, Josh, is you get up, you somehow get up, you, I don't know, get a pick six or something or whatever, and you get up 10, 13 to zero or 14 to three in this game, in the second mm -hmm. half. That's how you win it. Yeah. I don't know if they can do that. I think they can, but. I don't know if they will. My 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 faith is not in the team and their ability to compete with Iowa. It is how they perform in the in winning time in the very end at the very end of the game when they've got to make a play. Yeah, and it's funny because when we did this game in uh, the summer, we did a be kind Husker rewind for last year's Iowa game, and it's pretty wild to think that Nebraska was just blitzing them, totally dominating. And sure enough, the Hawkeyes chip away and chip away and chip away. And they end up getting the ball back and they have a chance. And Nebraska forces a, you know, a turnover, you know, after they had given the ball away. So That's like, true. They at the did very least, they've done it in this game. But like, that was a stunner in the moment. I mean, how many of us, how many of us a year ago thought that there was no way Nebraska was going to win by the time Iowa got the ball? I know I didn't think they were going to win. No way. Absolutely no way. You're right. You're right. That when, when they fumbled, when that fumble happened, I was like, that was it. Right, that was the moment. So yeah. I guess credit where credit is due. It's not always the ship sinking, but it usually is. Yeah, it just feels that that way. <laughs> uh, a bunch of people is. were saying, "Hey, bring up Nebraska basketball to make Jack happy." Jack, do you want to talk about Nebraska basketball? 
Uh, it's, it's it's an exciting time. I really it, they looked as good as you could have possibly expected against Oregon State, who's maybe one of the worst Power Five teams uh, that exists right now. So, grant a little bit of a grain of salt right now. But listen, it's just it's so weird, Josh. You get to this point, and the difference for me. Somebody posted this on one of the message boards uh, or one of the channels here on the Discord about their difference in sort of feel between being a Husker football and a Husker basketball fan. It's like there's so much, the Husker, being a Husker football fan, there's so much pressure and like you've got to hit the expectation to hit the status quo of emotional stability or mo- or happiness that goes along with it. And Nebraska basketball, it's like flipped. And it's like, it's very easy. Like there's, there's a low bar and it's, it's much easier to be happy with that whole thing. It's just a let, it's a more carefree situation for me cheering for Nebraska basketball. So um, I'm looking forward to the season and um, yeah, they, they, they've got Duquesne. Duquesne's the best team that they will have played so far this year. Wednesday, it's on Thanksgiving Eve. It's kind of a weird, like, cool, uh, good game on a weekend holiday situation on the night after tomorrow. So excited about that. And then the Creighton game, Josh, is going to be insane. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen. I have no idea what's going to happen. But that place is going to be, that that arena is going to be lit up like it probably never has been before for that game. You think so? This year. Uh yeah, just because like that I mean, twenty that twenty eighteen yeah. game in Lincoln. That's true because there was, was confidence. Insane. But if Nebraska comes into that game unbeaten, Josh, yeah, I guess that's th- true, it's yeah. gonna. I mean, that you're gonna engender that same kind of confidence that you had from the this fan base. I mean, you got What's Andy. With, Ka- yeah, you got Andy say, Katz putting them in the top top thirty five in the nation yeah, right now. That? Are they like uh, you know? And, and all all kidding aside, like I haven't watched them, but uh, you know the. What the one BTN game is the the lone time that I've watched them this year. Um, are they are they like actually that good? Like, are they actually are we talking about a team that is like an obvious NCAA tournament bubbleish type team? I don't know yet. Uh, the schedule has not been good enough. No, to they, have they, any they, idea. That's why I'm asking because it's been such a poor yeah. schedule. I don't know. I mean, I think Wednesday honestly will give you a little bit. I mean, that's that, that'll be the first test. That'll be the first real test that they've had. Um, but it's hard. It's hard as a fan not to be excited because there's so many things different about the team because of the level of depth that there is the amount of players that you feel confident in that you've got so many different options for scoring that you actually have bigs that you're confident in as well. I just, and then you've got a couple of guys who can, you got multiple guys who feel like they can lead the team in scoring as well. So um, it feels it feels a little different this year, interesting uh, for for whatever reason. To me, to me, Good. it does. Or, that, or it that feels makes me happy. It makes me happy for my you know friends and family who are like actual diehard Nebraska basketball fans. And the rebounding has been. I mean, and Mast and and Mast is. I think I think the biggest thing is Mast just looks like way better than any of us expected. I think. Yeah. Um. Just he's just a beast. Uh, in, in, in as a big man and a, a legit big man, so I think that's that's probably the biggest thing for me, at least. And you never know what Casey is going to do, right? It's sure, just, yeah. It's just like, and he's just so fun. But yeah, it's it's really about Mast this year so far for me. Interesting. 
Well, that that matchup versus Creighton, I think, will be fun just to kind of get a really good gauge. Just because it's going to be crazy. It's yeah, that you haven't game. had a chance to to see like how good they really are in terms of that level of competition. I mean, um, I don't know when the last uh, have they ever met each other, both unbeaten, undefeated. At that point, God. I don't. Yeah, I can't imagine they have. Yeah, if they if they I mean have, if they're both seven was, and a like if they're both Josh. I know 18 was crazy and Nebraska was uber confident going into that game. I think they had a victory against Seton hall, uh, right before that. Um, see like that it, one, it, I thought it, that they, like people agreed collectively, this team is good, you know, like people, and they were out for blood that night. That was the first, wasn't that the first Creighton Nebraska game, uh, in Lincoln after the, the McDermott cheating scandal. Yes. So the and then yes, all of the, up. yep. There was tons of, it was a, it was a vicious crowd. It was great. Yeah. I took the, this, I, somebody tweeted me the selfie I took with Bishop afterwards. Oh my just gosh. John was so triggered that next day it was, on that. So Creighton got blitzed by Nebraska on Saturday. And then on Sunday, the bears beat the Rams. And so <laughs> Stibbs ended up making this like five minute open and John was so upset. I tell people, people are like, what's the, the worst version? Or like, which version of John are you, do you least like to deal with it? Is it the one where he's really tired? Is it is it the one where the Rams lose? And it's like, no, it's when Nebraska beats Creighton because he is such a sourpuss about it. And he would admit it too, because then he always goes, but that's because Nebraska basketball fans don't know anything. And so he just gets so upset. Dude, I will, so if they be, was in, oh my gosh. I will repeat the picture. I will repeat the picture with Bishop uh, if if Nebraska wins from 2018. Uh, but look at, I mean, Bigelow is saying there'll be national people in town if it's seven and zero versus seven and zero. I mean, wow. it's like Nebraska would be winning that game; they'd be ranked. I mean, ah! stop. Now they're gonna uh -oh. lose on Wednesday. They might. I mean, they they very well might. Yeah, I might like, actually have the game on the. I don't know if I'll put it on the main TV because that would mean the volume would be on it. Um, Wednesday. The, what else do you oh, have wait, Wednesday no, night? No, no. I was talking about the the Creighton game because oh, the the Eagles play the Bills at that time. So I don't think my wife would allow would allow for the uh, Nebraska game to have the volume at that time. Yeah, they were uh, right. It's the it's the Big Ten championship game weekend. It's that Sunday, correct? It's the first Sunday of December. So yeah, it should be the Sunday. Yesterday. Yeah, it's the Sunday after a week from this next Sunday. Yeah. 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 So yeah, it'll it'll be an NFL, it'll be an 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 NFL day and after all the conference championships. So nice. Oh, we'll man. Playoff. That'd be interesting. Man, I'm going to be hyped. Listen, look be, at you. Look at you getting all stressed about basketball. I'm going to be hyped now. about that now. At least, like at least Nebraska basketball, frankly, they're going to lose. They're going to lose. It's not because they can't execute in the clutch at the end. Oh, you say that now. Well, they may not, but uh, seriously, that's one of the reasons why it's less, it's less painful a little bit because yeah. it's not, if, if it gets to the end, I don't necessarily know it's going to be gut wrenchingly sad football. Oh, I'm sure. See, look, sure. listen to you. Yo, what are you doing? Anything. I don't have it. Honestly, I would, Josh, I would be shocked if they beat Iowa. I would be shocked if they beat Iowa. Well, I would too. I mean, it would, I guess, surprised is probably the optimum word. I wouldn't be blown away by it. And we're favorites. That, what the what? hell? How is Nebraska a favorite? <laughs> they They're one and a half it, point favorite. It changed after. Uh, yeah, who's not playing? It's their lineman? Is it just the lineman? 
Cooper DeGene isn't playing, obviously. Well, he hasn't been playing for weeks. We mm-hmm. knew that. One week. This yeah, is well, the first. This will be well, the not second weeks. Game. It was just it was just the first time in Illinois about beat beat him. So yeah, I know, but this will be the second game. So it's but basically the point was like that's not new information. That's old information. The, yeah, the, I don't the know. Lineup, I was Iowa surprised too. Listen, Josh, I agree. I I was surprised too. Iowa opened up as favorites and it switched. Yeah, so the sharps know what's up apparently. Yeah, I don't I don't understand. And maybe they saw Chuba and they were like, that dude, he's gonna lead into a victory. Mm-hmm. We'll yeah, see. I don't, get it. I don't get it. AP ranking history for Nebraska ball wow, from past the damn ball. Wait, where's the twenty eighteen? Oh, they were ranked in week wow, one, two, three in twenty eighteen. I forgot that they got into the top twenty five. Or no, that was just after the Creighton. Um, yeah, I forgot about that. All right. Jeez, and preseason. <laughs> Yikes. Yikes. That is sad. Yeah, not good. Uh, all right. What's the score of the football game? Uh, 17-7, Chiefs at the half. Okay. All right. Oh, and we got high school football on too, don't we? That's right. Oh yeah. Jean, What's the score in that one? Jean Callahan. Uh, I'm cheering for Bennington. Is Bennington winning, or is that what tonight? Or is tonight Class A? No. Yeah. Tonight's Bennington. Okay. Yeah, Bennington's I, I, up. Good. Good. Oh, they are. I'm cheering for Good. Bennington. Class A. Seven nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I root against Scott. Yeah. Me too. Nice. I I cheer for the public school. Sorry. <laughs> if that offends anyone. Uh, Jack, we're not going right. to be on until uh, Saturday. Is there any other? Is there any other things for this week that before then that we need to get to? Obviously, I'd like to to say this. Uh, very thankful for for the club as we roll into our second Thanksgiving together. It's wild to think of uh, where we were at this 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 time last year. This week when we were all wondering like who was going to be the coach, and Robbie and I did a show I think on like Tuesday or Wednesday where we picked who was going to be the coach, and we were all like way wrong. I think I was leaning like Bronco Mendenhall or something at some point in time. <laughs> you were way in on Chris Peterson at one point. I was in on Chris Peterson. You were obviously a part of the Lane Train, which was a great time. Uh, but yeah, now a year later, I I'm just and I know this is kind of how we began the pod. I'm just getting very sad that the season is almost over. Like I still have so many months of NFL, which will which will keep me my, nice and warm, but. In terms of my day job in the club, like we mainly talk Husker football. And so it just sucks that like we had all that build up, all that excitement. And it just, as always, man, it just freaking flies on by. And so that sucks. If they can win, it'll extend it for a few more weeks. It yeah. would be so nice. So freaking nice to have a bowl. So yeah, nice. Works. Yeah. But I, I can't even allow my, I, I've learned my, learned my lesson. Don't think happy thoughts because it'll just make it worse when they don't come to fruition. So, yeah, but I agree. Um, we've, uh, I, I, I just still continue to, pre- to appreciate everybody who's been a part of the club and um, it's at a great, it's, it's just Josh, a really good spot right now with everybody. Um, you know, we kind of know all of the people who are a part of it. Uh, we are not necessarily trying to grow big time and um, yeah, I enjoy it. Despite, despite sometimes we have arguments and, disagreements and those sorts of things, but yeah, um, enjoy it and thankful for, for just having this opportunity from, from everybody. So yeah. yeah. Good times. I, good times. Good times. Adam's Great not going to watch on Friday, probably for the best. 
Tempting. Nebraska makes a bowl game and it's like one of those Saturday afternoon or like weekday day bowl games during the week where you and I don't work. Should we do like a little watch party? One more watch party in here that day? Maybe, maybe we can see pretty fun pinstripe bowl. I think that's one of those. I saw, I think it was McMurphy today. Wow. The Eagles are just being weird right now. Uh, McMurphy tweeted them to play in the Vegas bowl against Utah still, which I'll be honest. That's the one I'm hoping they play in. It's the week. It's the, the Saturday before Christmas. Like it's Vegas. Like that'd be fun. I think that'd be cool. I think you usually get like the A crew on it and like Nebraska, Utah, it would be ugly. Big crowd would go there. Big Nebraska crowd would go there. Oh yeah. Can you imagine? I would love to go to Vegas. That sounds amazing. Vegas would be good. I'd go there. I'd go there. I'd like to go to Arizona too. I'm not Mm. going to any of them probably, but nice. Yeah, absolutely. But it'd be good, but let's see. I'm going to listen. If I'm wrong, if I am wrong, I will gladly, I will be here Friday celebrating my wrongness and I will be, you know, just pouring champagne on myself, beating Iowa, all of the sins of Maryland and Michigan state and Wisconsin will be forgiven with that win on Friday. If they do it, it really will. It, for me, it will be forgiven. It'll yeah. be all water under the bridge. They're going to a bowl. So they, I mean, I guess that's the good spot about where they're in. They've got four shots. Four shots, they're down to their fourth one, but they still have one. Big Red Roscoe says, picks. What's your pick for the game? I mean, I'm picking, I, uh, I think like I was going to win. Pain? Um, let's say, probably get a lot of field goals. How about, what, seven plus nine is 16. Uh, let's say 16, 16, 13. I'll say 19, 17, Iowa. Yeah. Yeah, something bad, something's depressing, something horrible, something horrific. I hope I'm wrong. I'll be there. It's going to be cold. Um, I really hope I'm wrong because it would be nice to leave the stadium. Yeah, I hope you have fun. Yeah, okay. And I want this out there because everyone's being like, "Josh, you're a dick." Um, Look, (laughs) I I didn't. I didn't say anything, by the way. So I don't know how everyone even knew that. Many people are being critical of me. Um, How did it even get out there? So, because I mentioned it on the radio. Oh, okay. Uh, Yeah. So what happened was. There was miscommunication because my 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 parents have season tickets and they were like one you know you guys can use them. Um my my youngest brother him uh and his wife they got tickets from like a coworker or something and they're coming up from Atlanta. So it was like, "Oh, sweet. I will use those tickets and I will go with Jack." Not realizing that a different brother had apparently also claimed them or there was miscommunication and so that's who I'm going with. I'm going with the brother from Chicago and just had no idea. So that's why Jack and I aren't going. I apologize to Jack. But at least, Jack, you don't have to watch the... It is the middle brother, Travis. Uh, you don't have to watch Nebraska lose in person. So that's... That's, that's true. Cool. It's probably brothers, better. Brendan. Probably better. I haven't seen uh, Nebraska win since the Northwestern game in uh, what? Last time I saw Nebraska win. Which year? 20, right, 2021, the North oh, and the, the one a Scott Frost. Ago. Yeah. Yeah. God, the last time I, think I, I saw them win in person was Michigan State 2018, I believe. I, I, I said this on the chat the other day. I think between basketball and football, the games I've been to for the last seven years, Nebraska is about four and 37. I mean, seriously, that's, that's not crazy. that like. 
That's not even an exaggeration. That is That's insane, crazy. Jack. I actually, I should go to, I should do the math and and figure it out. But I have gone to, I saw, I saw when they beat uh, Fordham football. I saw that they beat Fordham. Oh, cool. In Northwestern. So I've seen those two wins. That was, I'm sure, an orgy of joy. And I did go to PBA already this year and they did win. Nice. Got the dub. So I, I didn't curse them. I went and when they played, which one? I don't even know. Was it Ryder? Yeah, Ryder. When they beat Ryder, I was. Are you there. going to the Creighton so. game? You, and you are going to the Creighton game. You said right. Uh, I hope. I don't know. I got to find out who gets the gets the uh, company tickets. We'll see. Mm. Nice. We'll see. I'm hoping. I I plan to be there Wednesday night though. Nice. Duquesne. All right. So a few things. Um, happy Thanksgiving. Obviously, first of all, we are back on Saturday, so we'll do a post game show on Saturday. Saturday morning Ooh. coffee show. Talking about the game. That could be really terrible or really fun. Seriously, there is no middle ground on that one. Absolutely none. <laughs> Speaking of Friday, Black Friday sale at our merch store. Um, so go click on the link at the top of the page. Big, good deals. Check that, check that out. Yeah, get some uh get some merch. Uh and then Shafe and I are back. It's our once every three week uh NFL National Fun League pod. Uh this is gonna be a, a weird one, Jack, because Obviously, the Cowboys play on Thanksgiving because they always play on Thanksgiving. The Vikings this week play on Monday. So we will be talking about the NFL, but we will not be recapping either of our two teams' games from that day. We'll talk some Cowboys uh, Cowboys commanders. It sucks for Shafe with that loss last night. Dude, he is so excited, and then they just shit the bed entirely, like usual for the Vikings. So uh, National Fun League pod coming up on Sunday. So yeah, join us there. And then after that, we'll do week 15, week 18. And then we're on during the playoffs. And I believe we're doing every week during the playoffs. So we just got to figure that stuff out. But uh, yeah, patreon.com slash ID club. Tell your friends, get them on here.